This is Friday Night Strikes, where I'll talk to high school football officials around the USA about this avocation we all love. Let's kick it off. Hi everyone, Don Vandemark here, and today I've got Jeff Carnes with me. Uh, welcome, Jeff. Thank you. Yeah, sure. So, so Jeff, you you come to us from uh, Alabama. Uh, what part of Alabama are you are you located in? Uh, I appreciate out of Gadsden, which is a uh, about a, about an hour north of Birmingham. Okay, and about how big's the area that that you officiate in? About how many schools does it cover? Uh, currently, we're probably doing around ten schools. Okay. All right. So nice small association. You, uh, what do you have? Probably about 50, uh, 50, 60 officials. Well, we're right at fifty-four. I think I had this past year. Sure. Okay. All right. Great. And uh, how long have you been officiating? I just uh, just last year I finished up my twenty-sixth year. Wow! Great job. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you. You you must you must still like it to keep doing it. Well, I've always said when I quit enjoying it, I'll quit doing it. That that's that's exactly it. I and uh, unfortunately, I, I I've worked with a couple that I wish had done that um, as well. Because you, I, I at least I've run into those that that uh, just a couple that don't seem to be right. enjoying it anymore, and and, and uh, tend to be a little grouchy. I've met myself. <laughs> so, um, what do you do outside of uh, football? Um. The last 31 years, myself and uh, a uh, good friend of mine, we owned and operated an oil change in here in Gadsden. Oh, nice, nice. How many cars do you get through there a day usually? Oh goodness, sometimes it can be crazy. Uh, we've done, you know, in nine hours, we've done, you know, a hundred. Wow. Um, how, how many lanes do you got going there? We do, we just got two. Wow, that's a busy that, day. <laughs> Yes, people must uh, really, really appreciate the service you give them. So yeah, it and uh, we 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 we're like eighty some percent of repeat customers. Excellent. Yeah, that's that's always a good indication. Um, so so when you're on the field, what what positions do you do you service? Uh, do you, uh, what what uh, what positions are you working on the field? Uh, either referee or umpire. Very good. Very good. I, I I started to dip my toe a little bit into the umpire waters this year. I'm I'm usually on the wings, um, but I had a couple games where I did umpire and and the referee was really happy with with the way I handled it. And I'm not sure if I like that. I kind of like being on the on the sidelines. <laughs> so I, I don't want to I don't want to have too good a reputation of being a good umpire yet. So well, the, the umpire is a different is a different animal because you're doing it from out from inside out instead of outside in. For sure. For sure, yeah. He he was real happy with the way I controlled the the, the pace and and the game itself. So, um, right. so that's uh, I know the umpire's probably the the most of, uh, important official on the field because everything seems to feed through through the umpire and they they control that inside part. So, right. Um, well, great, great. Um, so, how did you get started in in officiating? What 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 got you going? Well, back in 1993, I had a friend of mine who uh, moved up here, and uh, he did it out of Birmingham. He moved up to this area, and uh, he said, hey, uh, you'd be interested in officiating football because he knew I was a football fan. And I said, yeah, I wouldn't mind trying it. And so I went to him with a meeting, and now 26 years later, I'm still here. So. 
Well, great, great, and and um, I'm sure through that time, ha- have you been able to do a, a few playoff games? Oh yeah, every year I'm I'm on the field for playoff games. I've, I've gone everywhere but the finals and uh, um, getting there. Get hope to get there soon. Well, sure, very good. Uh, it, it this this was just my fourth year, and and. Um, that's when we're eligible to get into the playoffs in Florida. And I, I certainly enjoyed my time um, in the playoffs. I had one on the field and three on the clock after that. So um, right. had, had a good time uh, doing Even that. Even on the clock, huh? Even if it's on the clock, it, it, it's different. And, and we, had, we had one interesting game where uh, we had some issues with the chains. Um, and, and it's, it's a game where even I had a radio and I was calling down to them saying, Hey, the chains were set here, uh, before that play, because the play ended up right there at the chains. They dropped the chains and run ran, but of course there was no clip set. Um, so (laughs) it it was a case of, Oh, where were those chains supposed to go? So, um, yeah. And unfortunately it, it makes us look bad, right? Um, and, and, and unfortunately it it was, it was some high schoolers doing the chains in, in like the third round of the playoffs. So, um, want to try and get that cleaned up where we can in the future, I think. Right. Um, but that said, it could have been anybody there and, and mistakes happen. So, um, I tried to communicate where, where I thought the chains had been previously set just cause I had, I, I didn't have a whole lot else I was looking at and I knew, I knew where, where the, uh, series of downs had started so um, well, you, you bring up an interesting point um for the last couple of years we've had coaches ask us to provide chain crews for them oh nice because they're having a hard time getting getting people to volunteer to do on friday nights wow e- even even on the on regular season games during regular season games yeah wow and yeah. uh and of course, you know during playoffs we always provide chain crews during the playoff games. Oh, do you? Okay, okay. Yeah, we always do that in Alabama. Yeah, and I, I, that may be something we we need to look at. Um, there, there are certainly schools here, um, at least in the in the Orlando area that I'm that I work out of, um, where the the chain crews are excellent. Um, they they they've been doing it a while. That's usually a rotating crew. Um, they're proud of what they do. Um, and, and they, they do a good job and most of them are, are not out there being cheerleaders for their teams either. They're, they, they're real focused in on what they're there to do. So. Right. Every time, every time I talk about that, I've got to tell you a funny story real quick. Sure, if you don't sure. mind. Not at all. Uh, we were at a school a few years back, back before I went inside and I was working the, uh, the, uh, the chain side one night and, um, I had a guy that was trying to pull for his team a little bit on the chains, and I told him, I said, look, now, I said, you're part of the official crew. You can't do that. And he said, okay, well, he started back in the third quarter, and uh, one of the assistant coaches for the opposing team said something to him. And um, I looked back, and a few minutes later, those two were rolling around on the ground back there. Oh, no. <laughs> and I looked at the head coach, and I said, you might want to go stop that. And so – the, the it ended with those two guys leaving in handcuffs. So yeah, yeah, which was for the best. Yeah, I, I I actually had to throw a chain crew member out of a game uh, this year. Um, wow, very similar situation. Uh, uh, that the, the whole chain it, it was one it was one of these groups that have been doing it a while, um, and um, 
and unfortunately they were all getting a little bit too partisan um, cheering a little bit too much encouraging their kids and and coaching their kids a bit too much so I said it said it stuck asked them to, to tone it down a couple times and then what you know we had a, a, a pass interference call by the back judge and the clip guy just goes off on him I'm like yeah uh, uh, you need to go because you you I've already told you you're part of the crew you're part of the officiating crew I can't have you cursing at one of the officials over here so um, he didn't go quietly either but he eventually went so <laughs> Um, that that was the first time I've ever had that happen. So it, it, it that's part of the fun of officiating is is you oh, yeah. almost always will see new things happen at some point. <laughs> well, when you think you've seen it all, you're going to see something else. Yeah, and, and when you think you've seen it all, just go watch a kickoff, and that's usually where all the funny stuff happens. Exactly. So, uh, how, how did your season? How did your season go last year? Did it go pretty well? It went well, very well. Um, we had their two schools um, located in the Edwell County area. Um, they hadn't played in a long time. They're both big schools, and they played uh, in what we call Week Zero here. Sure. Um, um, in that Week Zero, you can play a real game or a jamboree game, and they played a real game, and they played each other. Right. And uh, it was there. You couldn't have fit another person anywhere close to that stadium. Wow. And the atmosphere was electric. We had a real good ball game. And went and then I had a lot of fun. Sure. And uh, that's the most fun I had at a ball game in a long time. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Yeah. Um, were there any uh, Were there any special plays that came up during the season, or any good teaching moments that 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 came up? There's one that's going to stick with me for a while. Sure. We were we had a school, and when when you've been in it this long, you get, you get to know the coaches. Yeah. And um, I, I knew both coaches one night and the. Pretty fairly big game. Both schools were uh, not the biggest schools, but you know they were they were rivals. They, they knew each other. And um, late in the game, the visiting team was down by three points. Had the ball at midfield, fourth down, about twelve to go, and so they punt the ball. Well, one thing I noticed after he punted the ball, I, I went over behind the kicker. I noticed one of the defenders stayed there. And didn't run downfield. Well, I can see through my peripheral vision the ball is bouncing around down there. Sure. And for for apparently no reason, this defender goes over and just wipes out the kicker. <laughs> just cleans his clock. Sure. And so I drop my flag, and first thing I do is check, and it's behind the line. Oh. So we we don't have a we don't have a VSK situation. We got to bring it back. Right. And so I just walked over to the. I was real close to the. Uh, visiting coach whose kicker got hit and I said you're about to get a first down <laughs> and um, I went and I told my umpire and he marked it off as he's marking off a run to the other coach and I knew I was going to get a bad reaction and uh, he had on a headset and I told him what happened and as soon as I told him I turned around and walked off because I didn't want to see the reaction Yeah. and after, after the game was over I asked my side guy I said how far did those headphones fly he said he got about 15 yards on it. So, <laughs> oh, it, it was an interesting, interesting situation. Well, that that's actually a really great one to, to bring up. Um, so uh, after after each podcast for the last three or four episodes, I've been doing some readings of Rule 2, 
Um, just just as people are listening, if they want to do a quick refresher, it's about five, ten minutes of, of some additional rules. And that's a, that's a great knowledge of PSK. Um, that right, there, right. there are there are multiple um, components to being a PSK foul. One of them being that the foul is beyond the expanded neutral zone. Um, yeah. And and I, I'll be quite honest, I would I probably wouldn't have gotten that one right just because uh, I, I don't have all those components in my head yet as far as what makes a PSK foul. Um, well, but, I tell you, what, tell you what we do. What um, every year we have a. Uh, a good friend of mine, his name's Paul. And what we have is Paul's School of Football Knowledge in mm. preseason. It's just a bunch, bunch of us get together and go over stuff. And I, the very first year PSK came out, that was my job, was to go over PSK with everybody. And that's why it, it never has never left me. Of course, wow. I guess I was learning as everybody else was. Sure, sure. Well, that's excellent. No, I, that, 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 <laughs> I, I was, I was, I was trying to, to come up with a conversation about why rule two is so important because I know when, when I first did my training, the, the, the trainer was like, we're not doing anything else for the next two weeks, but looking at definitions and it's going to be boring, but it's so, (laughs) it's so foundational to what we do because every definition, all the other rules. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the wording in those definitions is so important. Um, oh yeah, because you you can you can have illegal batting. Well, you first need to know what batting is because right. if you look in the illegal batting section, there's not going to be a definition of batting, um, and and batting is defined as intentional. So mm-hmm. you you need to put all those components together, and that's why these rules sometimes are are, are so so. Um, I won't say difficult, but there are so many pieces to put together. They're not all in one place. You have to bring them together in your head um, and re- just review the different sections as you go. Um, so speaking of that, do you have anything you go th- on besides besides the school of football knowledge? Uh, is there anything you do before a season to get ready or, or in your off season to, to stay sharp? Well, as soon as the, the rule books come out, I always, I make a point to read the rule book from front to, front to back. Sure. And then we get the case book, and I read it front to back. Yeah. And of course, I'm always, I'm always, when I'm in the case book, I'm refer, referring back to the rule book. Right. Right. Yeah. That, go back and clear it, clear it up. Yeah. Yeah. What absolutely. You, you have to, and and even it, 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 even if you know it, it's sometimes is good to to go back and and look at every piece of it, um, just to make sure that they're you understood all the pieces and, and sure. someone of your experience, I'm sure feels that they, they've got all the pieces put together, but there are even some you gotta, you gotta take a look at. Well, um, just, just as soon, just as soon as you think you've learned it all, you're going to forget something else. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and what I'm learning is the ones you miss are the ones you're not going to forget for a while. Um, exactly. because th- those are going to stick in your head for good. We had, we had one, um, with a, a, a foul before a kick and a foul after a kick, and we we offset them, which obviously we shouldn't have done. Um, right. So I won't mess that one up in the future. Um, at least well, what, what, in one the of my future. famous one. What, what, one of my famous one was I missed tripping one time. Okay. But in, but I it wasn't he didn't intentionally trip the guy, and I called tripping. But it, tripping is an intentional act. It's an intentional, and act, I'll yeah. never forget that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget that. 
And again, that's right there in rule two as the definition of tripping. So we talk about illegal tripping elsewhere, but tripping is intentional. So, right. um, Yeah, absolutely. So very good. Very good. Well, um, and do you do any other sports, uh, Jeff, or do you only do football? Well, for about six years, I did uh, high school softball. Sure. Uh, but that squatting behind the plate got to me, and I've already had to have one knee replacement since then. And so I said, I believe I'll just stick to football. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 I'm, 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 I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I'm 54 years old now, and that's, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. One, yeah, thing, the... one, thing, one thing I've said is when I started doing this, I was 28 years old. And the players were 16, 17, 18 years old. But now I'm 54, and the players are 16, 17, 18 years old, yeah. and it's really not fair. We age, the players don't, and and, exactly. and they seem to get faster. Um, That's true. <laughs> I, and I'd be I'd be real interested in to to compare, uh, you know, hundred yard and forty yard times of high schoolers from you know 20 years ago to now, and I have a feeling they're just a little faster. They're just a little exactly. bit more. Um, there's a little bit more strength and conditioning training going on in the off season. Well, you didn't see a 300-pound lineman hardly in 1993 when I started. Now you'll see a whole whole line of them. For sure. Yeah, and then you got those big ones that you just look at and you go, "Okay, he's got to he's got to be pushing four, and he's six six. It's like, <laughs> whoa. So. Right. Oh man, for sure. Yep. Um. And are you at the point where uh, where you? Uh, do you attend any clinics in in the off season? Uh, have you in the past? Is it is it something you don't spend your time on uh, at this point? Oh yeah, well this past year I attended a state a state football camp. Sure. And okay. I'm going to, I'm trying to go again this year. Okay, excellent, excellent. And that's that's just through the Alabama High School Association. Right, right, and it's, it's such a learning experience. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I find all those all the clinics are are, are always uh, e- even the state ones that our association puts on our um, the state clinic for our area, um, but I still learn. Um, it's still a ch- it's still a chance to get out there, um, you know, run run a few series and have somebody in my ear that's more experienced that not only more experienced but can look at it from an observer's point of view. Um, right. Uh, from my point of view, I can only I, I, I can only critique myself so much, which is which is part of the uh, difficulty of improving during the season. Is I don't get a lot that I don't get a lot of feedback during the season. I don't think that's something that that's people normally do is give you you know a lot of feedback during the season. Usually, it's missed call here or you know one little thing. Um, but other than that, there's there's not a lot of change during the season, so it's always good to grab those opportunities um, when you can. Right. Well, very good. Well, uh, Jeff, I greatly appreciate your time uh, today, um, spending time with us, going over over your your uh, your knowledge and 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 your history. Um, thank you very much for joining. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. For sure. Well, thanks, and uh, we'll talk again sometime in the future. All right, thank you. All right. Thanks for listening to Friday Night Stripes. Show notes and links to all of the episodes can be found on our website at FridayNightStripes.com. 
Reviews on Google Podcasts or Apple iTunes are always appreciated as they will help us reach more officials. We are always looking to talk to officials everywhere, so if you want to be a guest, please email hello at FridayNightStripes.com. If you have comments, ideas, or want to correct a mistake we made, you can email us at hello at FridayNightStripes.com. You can also continue the conversation by joining the Facebook group, Friday Night Stripes, or following us on Twitter at Friday Night Stripes. Show music is Fight 'Em Down by Flash Fluority, licensed by PremiumBeat.com. We'll see you on the next episode.